Yo, check us out. Chuck, the public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z, man. What up, yo? This is e This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. It's your boy, DJ Paul KOL for 36 Young Busy Bone. Vice Warp. This your man, Matt Minor Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. took me out to the studio that they was recording at. And uh, uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody was connected to Digital Underground and had heard the song I had wrote called Tales of the Funky. 
which is about Parliament Funkadelic, and all the lyrics of the song are uh, titles of Funkadelic and Parliament songs and band members. And uh, I I uh, I uh, played the song for Shock D at the studio, and he fell in love with it. He said, "Oh my God, I got to have this song." So he uh, uh, took a song off. He was just about to turn his album in. And he took a song off the album and put Tales of the Funky on it, which I wrote, produced, and rapped me, Humpty Hump, Shop G, and uh, Year Tupac in the background vocals. And uh, uh, that was the first time I I met Shop. And uh, we've been, we like, you know, we was just like uh, a relationship was built from, you know, that very moment. And I, you know, I told Shock, and, you know, I, I, I occasionally play with the Funkadelics, you know, like Michael Hampton, Eddie Hazel is like my uncle. Michael Hampton is like my best friend. And Shock G, like, we were, because I knew Shock, I was always in the Parliament Funkadelic, you know what I'm saying? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, tomorrow night I'm playing with Funkadelic in San Francisco at, I think it was the Warfield. And uh, uh, he said, man, oh, man, you got to introduce me to George Clinton. I say, man, well, you just, you just, yeah, just come go with me, you know what I'm saying? And we did. I took uh, all digital on the ground to the show. They all went with me. I took them to the hotel room, uh, took them to George's room, and introduced Shock G to George Clinton. And they had been homies from that very moment on. And I'll never forget it. And uh, 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 it's like a, a great thing, you know, had uh, I, I realized something that you know, had happened here that was really unique because, you know, we all, you know, we, you know, it was all at the time back in the day, you know, we was all about that funk. You know, that's where I'm from. That's, you know, that's the school I come from. And I guess that's what I'm known for. But uh, uh, Shock was always into that. So to actually meet George and uh, they became very, very close friends after that. I think they recorded a few songs together uh, as well. But uh, I introduced uh, Shock G to George Clinton. And uh, Shock G introduced not only Tupac to the world, but Shorty D. Yeah, two uh, iconic uh, uh, artists in their own right, man. And you you know, it's funny because I interviewed Shock uh, about 2004. I just uploaded it, you know, uh, uh, when I heard he passed because I wanted the fans to be able to hear it. I've been holding on to it for so many years, you know. It's only right to share it with him. But um, in that interview, he said that uh, his inspiration for Humpty was, uh, you know, Clinton. You know, because he had did various characters and stuff like that. Too. Right, right. And, right, um, right exactly. Let me ask you this, though. Uh, during the interview, man, he's like, you want to talk to Humpty? And he started doing the Humpty voice, man. Does he, did he ever just randomly do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I used to I used to sit in the studio and with uh, uh, Pac, and, I mean, I'm sorry, with uh, with uh, Shock, and he would play his piano, and he would go through all his characters, man, and he, whatever uh, you know, uh, uh, vocals or uh, uh, words he had written, he would go. He had uh, uh, he had four or five characters. Humpty, he had uh, 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 I can't remember him now, but he had about four or five characters. And he'd play the piano and do all their voices and rap and sing. And, oh, man, he, he was incredible, man, to, to be that intimate with Shaq. Because he, you know, he had, he was like, uh, he come from the school, uh, uh, you know, Funkadelic. And then when he played, he had a jazziness to his, 
to his uh, playing, but he had, you know, you can hear the funk in it. And I want to take a minute and say, Shock G and Pee Wee are some of the realest youngsters. Well, they're younger than me, but they're, they're some of the realest guys I've ever met. They never change. And what you see is what you get, uh, no matter how long it's been. And they never change. I've always liked that about them, even as musicians. But as men, I've always liked that about Pee Wee and Digital Underground. And I always understood why they were such, such good friends because of the relationship that I had, you know, with both of them and knowing the people that they were. Yeah. That was uh, that was real enlightening for me, man. I miss my boy, man. Yeah, that's uh, yes, uh, so sudden. I mean, just out of nowhere. Um, <clears throat> have you? Uh, I never, uh, I never knew Shock. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was say, have you been in touch with uh, any digital underground or maybe Pee Wee? Well, I talk, uh, I talk to Pee Wee all the time. Um, not really. Uh, I ask about Fuse with Pee Wee uh, through Pee Wee all the time, and I, you know, I send my what's up, you know, through Pee Wee. But now I haven't, I haven't seen Money in years. Or or a fuse. Uh, I haven't seen Big Money Otis. Uh, not at all. You know, like uh, Pee Wee and Pac was definitely my connection. Uh, Pee Wee, Pac, and Shock. That was my connection to, to, with Digital Underground and even, you know, after Digital Underground. No, but, uh, how long I, were you with them? You did uh, shows and, and performed and made music with them for, for a while, didn't you? About, yeah. Like I early on? Yeah, about two years, and then I then I hooked up with Short. I met Short uh, through a guy named uh, Big Kerm. He introduced me to Short one day at uh, actually the Myrtle Street Studios, which wasn't a studio yet, but it was downstairs. But I the day I met Short, but uh, uh, I will say this, man. I remember uh, we had uh, me and Too Short. Uh, well, Too Short had a we had a after party. Uh, a record release at the uh, club in an open called the White the White House, and uh, Park and Digital Under- everybody in Digital Underground uh, came. And after the uh, after the, uh, the party, I left. I rode with Shock. He had a red Pantera, looked like a Ferrari or something. I remember me, Ice Cube, Shock G, Sir Jinx, a couple other guys went to Shock's apartment. And hung out all, you know, for about two or three hours just sitting there listening to music. And Pac had played, I mean, I keep playing Pac, but Shock had played so many songs that he had at Digital Underground, which we never heard because, you know, Shock lost a lot of their material from uh, in that big fire in Oakland because he had a lot of masters in his apartment and the whole apartment burned down. So he, And then... Before that, the studio they was recording in, I'm, I can't remember the name of the studio, it was in Richmond. Uh, and uh, that, that studio got robbed and all some stuff, all the uh, original stuff got stolen out of there. So we had lost so much stuff that's on the ground that we never, ever got the chance to hear that I've got a chance, you know, I heard a few of them, but uh, so much stuff that he lost, it was, you know, I think this underground could have been bigger than life. But they lost, you know, some of their best work, you know, through the fire. Well, that's horrible. That's horrible. Um, I, I I can imagine how upset he must have been. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, 
you know, that's you mean, that's your master. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's all. You know what I'm saying? That's why you know you 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 keeping your body at work. And you know the fire just burnt the whole complex down, man. He lost all the, all the stuff, the instruments, the house, everything, man. Everything that was in there. And he had uh, a lot of masters and stuff in there. Yeah, we. So it's a it's a it's a lot of digital underground uh, hit records that got burnt up. We only got a you know we only actually got a chance to hear a few. Oh, oh. Did you guys try to recreate some of those? Uh, uh, I'm sure he did because a lot of that stuff uh, uh, he had did before I even met him. And uh, uh, I don't, you know, I don't, not really too much energy as far as when I was around on doing that. He might have did it, you know, when he had time when I wasn't there. But uh, he, uh, 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 he had uh, he had some great stuff. I did get a chance to hear some stuff that never came out. I never heard before in the studio. And uh, uh, yeah, Shock was really profound, man. He was just he was just captivating just to sit there and uh, you know watch him go through his characters and play. He was you know he had so many ideas and this Shock was so smart, man, that he had the record company fooled for a while. Because he had all these characters. His name was Greg Jacobs. He had Shock G. He had uh, Humpty Hump. And he had two or three other characters. I think he was getting checks in all five of them names. And they didn't know that it was him. He was all he was at all five of them characters for a while. Shock did a prince on 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 them uh, to the record label, man. He yeah he he was he was really crafty. He was he was smart. He had ideas. He had vision to win. Yeah. It sounds like he was a, a real uh, happy guy, man, and just uh, <clears throat> always clowning around, having fun. Yeah, that's that's the that's the uh, uh, that's the only shock I ever saw. He was always like that. Even when you hear a song that I did on uh, what's the name of it? It's on a Dangerous Crew album. You hear, uh, uh, I think it is. Uh, yeah, I think it's on a Dangerous Crew album, and you hear. Uh, a shock on the piano. We just, I just, we just made the beat right up, right there. You know what I'm saying? It was actually everything was live. They was freestyling, and you could tell he was feeling good. And he was, you know, just that. That's the shock I always knew. He, he never, you know, never saw him upset. Yeah. Never really saw him mad. You know what I'm saying? I heard of a few incidents. You know what I'm saying? But I never saw him. That's that's the only shock I ever knew. He always, you know, he always, every time I saw him, he showed me nothing but love, you know, admiration, love, let's, you know, respect, and, and uh, let's, you know, let's do something funky. That, that was his attitude when, I, when he saw me. Let's do something, shorty, what we're doing. Listen to this. Play this. Play something to this. You know what I'm saying? That was our relationship. You guys, uh, I imagine, had a special bond through the music because you guys are both, like, straight-up musicians, too. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, That's exactly what's the not connection. just producers, you know, beat makers or whatnot. You guys are actual musicians as well, right? Um, right. We were jam. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys ever think of uh, of doing any kind of projects together? Um, I had recorded a few other songs out there at the studio. I I don't know at what became of them. Uh. I played on a few songs uh, that he had. I I can't remember what they are, but there was a few sessions I was out at the studio, and he pulled up some stuff, and I I just you know threw some stuff at it, and uh, we just was extra to the next. But uh, 
it was just, uh, you know, it was, uh, I don't know, man. It was just like, uh, you knew when you were sitting down with, uh, 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 Shock G in the studio, it was, you know, you was like sitting with Bernie Worrells or something, you know what I'm saying? But he had, he had the parliament the side as far as vocals too. He had the imagination for, uh, you know, the vocals as well as the music. And uh, uh, and he could turn it on at a moment's notice. Notice, he, you know, pop. I mean, Shock always could entertain you with his keyboard. He pull a uh, keyboard out, and the party begins. He, he would, you know, just like uh, he did. Uh, he did this little riff on. Uh, I think do what you like when he breaks down with the piano, and he plays about boom, 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 boom. We go through all of it, and then oh man, it was just crazy. And he play, he does that. He makes that up like that. You know what I'm saying? And um, and you just gotta listen to it. You go back and listen to, to do what you like. He, when it breaks down, he does this little piano uh 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 thing that lasts about I guess about eight to twelve seconds. And uh, it's that, and he just goes through a lot of like about five or six different little songs real quick within the eight bars. And he he killed it, man. You gotta listen to him. The shot was like that. He was sporadic. He was crafty. But he had already thought it out before he started being crafty and sporadic. He already knew what he was gonna do. Yeah. When you uh when you touched down in Oakland, um, you had just literally gotten there like a, a day or so before you met Oh him. man, I'm glad you brought that up. This is the story I wanted to tell you. Okay, the uh right after I hooked up I hooked up with uh Shock G. Uh, he said, man, we uh we doing a show uh this weekend and we playing up under the Golden Gate Bridge. I said, Okay. So uh, I'm gonna go hang out, you know, I'm you know, I was on be on stage, you know, just hang out. I'm 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 with Digital Underground right now. So we go to the Golden Gate Bridge and little do I know the opening uh band is guess who? My hometown band from D.C., E.U. When I said Sugar Band, them see me, I like, oh, man, we couldn't believe it. So the Congo player didn't make the flight. So I ended up playing Congos with E.U. before I played with uh, Digital Underground, who was the opening, I mean, who was the, uh, the headliner. And E.U. Uh, opened the show at, up under the Golden Gate Bridge, and I played with E.U. I hadn't seen my homeboys in quite a few years. And uh, for now, you know, out of nowhere, now I'm on stage with all my homeboys I grew up with from D.C. up under the Golden Gate Bridge, and I'm playing the Congo with E.U. Hmm. That's amazing. Get back, get right back on stage with Digital Underground right after that. It was, it was an amazing day, man. I never forget it. That's, a, uh, uh, I mean, that, that right there, what, what, what year was that? Man, that had to be, man, that had to be 80, uh, Man, eighty. I don't know. Eight, eight. Yeah, eighty. I say eighty-seven, eighty-eight, something like that. Around in eighty. Wow. Yeah. Did you know? I yeah. mean, this was the the beginning of, of uh, digital underground. They hadn't got the deal yet. Right. Did right. Did you right. know that they were gonna go as far as they went? Uh, I kind of figured that, you know, uh, Humpy was a whole new thing in rap. You know, they, this was something that rap hadn't seen. You know what I'm saying? They hadn't yeah. seen no Shock G. You know what I'm saying? They hadn't seen no Humpy Hump. You know, a guy, you know, a young guy coming with characters and, and, and that's really talented. 
he had gimmicks, but he had talent to back his gimmick. You know what I'm saying? So it was like you, you know, you know, uh, you know, he was authentic. And uh, yeah, yeah, I figured he would. I figured like I figured he had something that nobody else had, and and people were loving it. And they was loving Humpty. So yeah, I figured he had tapped in. He knew he tapped in, but he had tapped in four or five times. Like I tell you, he was getting checks in all different kind of names. I don't <laughs> think the record company who was they who was who was they who was he with Tommy Boy or Interscope or something. Who was this you on the ground with? There was uh, Tommy, check boy. Was. Tommy Boy. Tommy yeah, Boy, yeah, some check was say Tommy Boy. Yeah, I don't think Tommy Boy figured that out for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Do uh, uh, Depot. He had, I can't remember. He had about five different names, man. He was killing. And a lot of people didn't know that. Uh, Shock G got a brother. He almost looked just like him. So Shock G would come out and do his Humpty thing. Then he'll go backstage and give his brother the nose from the hat, and Humpy would come back out, but it would be his brother. He would do the Shock G. Greg Jacobs thing, and then when it's time for Humpy to do his thing, they switch the nose. People never knew that. They always thought Humpy, you know, was two different people, but it was his brother. All they do is just change the hat, nose, and stuff, and then Shock would come out and do the Shock G thing. Then we he'd jump back behind the curtain, they switch the nose like up, and then Shock would put the Humpy thing on. And you never knew it was two different people doing the Humpty. At the, you know what I'm saying? It was crazy. Shock had it down, but he was from the school of George Clinton. He paid attention, and he got an A in class. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, musical yeah. genius on all levels. Um, I never even thought about that, you know, because whenever you see him in, in pictures, you never usually see Shock. But I see, I, right. I see his brother. I can always see his. I, I think I see his brother in the background. Um, right, right, yes. Yeah. But this is a, a, you know, I'm sure a lot of people. When his brother in the background, Humpy's up front. Yeah, yeah. 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 When you see his brother in the background, then it means the camera's on Humpy, which is which is shot. You know what I'm saying? Now, when shot, you know, doing the shock G thing, and you might see in the background Humpy. That's going to be his brother, though, who's Humpty. Got the nose on, the hat on. They look just alike. So you really can't, especially if you're an artist, you do not know that these two different people. That's Humpty right now. Yeah. Did you, uh, uh, you know, when when Pac started to come around, did uh, Shaq, um, you know, did he, did he know right away that Pac had something special? Like, did you and Shaq ever talk about him, like? No, because uh, Pac was there before I was, and I came in from a different angle. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, uh, that, I met Pac from doing the Tales of the Funky, you know what I'm saying? Because Pac, if, if you listen, Pac's on, on background vocals. Tales of the Funky. Pac's on the, as one of the guys who's singing the background vocals. So uh, 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 it's like, and then, you know, from from that moment on, uh, I used to see Pac, you know what I'm saying, in the street. And, you know, we exchanged them. We just become, you know, he's like my nephew. I'm 10 years older than Pac. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, it's like uh, he's become my nephew, you know what I'm saying? But then, you know, I had a different, I had a different, you know, just keeping it 100, you know what I'm saying? I was on some big D-boy shit then back in the day. You know what I'm saying? West Oakland, I was, you know, I was rolling with the mob at that. You know what I'm saying? And Pac knew what it was. And, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we just came cool, man. And uh, uh, they gave me a, a, a more of a reason to concentrate on my music. 
Oh. Yeah, they give you a, uh, I mean, you couldn't have been in a better place, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh, it was like, uh, I think, you know, it was all premeditated by God, man. I was just a puppet in the play. No. And then you that said, was already um, for me. Yeah. too short, um, you, you went with too short. It went when was it like ninety one? Yeah, by ninety one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, how I tell you, I, I tell you how I met Short. And going to that in the two short story, you know what I'm saying? We'll talk about too short and how I met him and all that. But uh, uh, yeah, I uh, uh, um, and see another and another thing like you know because I was happy with the with the vehicle. I was creating with a uh, uh, shop over at Digital Underground and in the studio because we were talking to each other as musicians and producers. You know what I'm saying? We would see things and talk about how to bring it to life. You know what I'm saying? Because music was created with with your fingers back then. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't no, you know, programming and computers. Now you had to play this shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we did. And that's what we related like that. But, uh, uh, I realized that there were so many guys over at Digital Underground, and everybody had songs. Everybody was writers and, and uh, you know, creating music in some way of an, or another, and they was trying to get on. And so for me to come out of nowhere and shock to take a song off the album and be just about to turn in and take two or three days for us to record my song, and then drop it and then send it in and then from the last minute and then make the album, Man, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to ever, you know, all the guys in the, uh, you know, all the other guys in, in the group always treated me well, and we was always cool to this very day. But I never knew how they felt about a nigga just coming out of nowhere, and I'm from D.C., you know what I'm saying? The damn, who's this nigga? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, sure, oh that's Shorty B. Right, but, you know what I'm saying, just coming out of nowhere still, you know, I, I didn't know they felt like I was infringing on their bread and butter. I just come out of nowhere. I'm sure they trying to get some songs, or, you know, uh, uh, submitted, you know, through Shock G's uh, vehicle as well, so they can eat. But yeah, I come out of nowhere, and Shock just, oh man, I gotta have this. I gotta have this song, Shorty B. And we put it on there. So you know, I didn't know, you know, I never received no any animosity. And I'm gonna tell you one more story. One time, uh, and I'm in, I'm in the Acorn Project in West Oakland. Uh, like I tell you, you know, I'm slanging big now, but uh. uh this underground was on the awards in San Francisco, right? And I'm looking at him on the awards, and I'm sitting in my living room, so I call Shop on his phone. I say, yeah, everybody, I see y'all on the awards. Congratulations. I say, yeah, you know, my birthday night, I'm having a party. He said, your birthday night, Shorty B? He said, and Shock, he said, listen to this. I, I'm glad you brought this up. Shock, he said, uh, uh, he said, did that, that night your birthday? I said, yeah. He said, man, where you asking? I'm in the project. I'm over in the Acorn. He said, uh, uh, all right. Uh, we gonna come through there as soon as we leave here. I like for real. He said, "Yeah, man, I swear to you, before Jesus Christ, it was about one thirty in the morning in the Acorn Project, Shock G, Digital Underground, pull up in the project, uh, my dude, in three limousines, had my whole hood out in the two o'clock in the morning in their pajamas, man, pop in them, they in there, my, I'm in apartment." 
they in Pakistan and on my kitchen table, they in there doing the same song that they just was doing on TV. My whole hood looking at them like, damn, we just watched y'all on TV. They always shorted me out. They was just as big as hell, man. In the ghetto, man, 2 o'clock in the morning, I got digital underground straight off the stage from San Francisco, come straight to Acorn Project. Perform for my birthday in the projects, man. I swear to God, this is this ain't this is uh, I swear for you before Jesus Christ, and I got thousands of witnesses. And uh, and Pac is on my kitchen table, two o'clock in the morning, and they rapping the music loud, man. We we smoking weed, and you can't see none of the cars. There's people everywhere in the Acorn Project, two o'clock in the morning, Shorty B birthday. Digital Underground is performing in my apartment. Live with the limousines right out front in the front door. I got the whole hood out there with the lights on, cameras flashing. Man, it's the biggest thing you ever seen. For Shorty B, I, I never told nobody that story because I almost damn near forgot it. You just remind me. But I have thousands of witnesses. You can ask anybody from West Oakland about that night. That's wild, man. Same song mm-hmm. right there. Mm. On my kitchen table in the Acorn Project. Two o'clock in the morning, fresh off TV, the same clothes on and everything. Just won an award. Come straight off the stage, projects to do a show with for Shorty B in his living room, in his kitchen. <laughs> wow. Man, the guy they couldn't believe it. Man, my hood couldn't believe it. They like, man, do you see this shit? These guys just watched them on TV just an hour ago. Man, and they right in front of me, and they performing in Shorty B apartment at two o'clock in the morning with the limos out front, the cameras flashing, everything, man. Acorn Projects, man. Uh, that's that's insane. That's the love. That's um, the love man. that I had with uh, Shock G Pop and uh, Digital Underground. That's the love that they always showed. Me. Yeah, it sounds like uh, they they had a genuine friendship with you. Um, you know, and, and uh it's 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 horrible, uh, he's gone, man. Um you know, uh, I wanna thank you so much for sharing these memories uh of Shakti. Um but before we do get off the line though, I, I do wanna touch on something too. Uh you know, last time I had you on the show, uh uh which was a great episode. We was talking about all kinds of different things and we was talking about the uh that that uh, do the right thing uh, bachelor party deal. Oh right, and, uh, right, right. Vlad had too short on, and he brought it up. And uh, you know, I just want to show you guys the difference. I I just gave him credit. He didn't even say where you were interviewed at or anything. But uh, he brought yeah, it you up. Know, and I short kind of seemed off that. caught off guard. You seen that? Um, what yeah, was your I saw reaction it, man. to that? I saw that. My reaction, I'm like, okay, let's just put it on the front line, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I've never, I never, you know, uh, it wasn't that I left the Dangerous Crew. I I had to go because Short showed me that I can't eat over here. I would just, you know, come on, Short, everything I'm doing with you is going platinum. We we got a great team. We we good, you know what I'm saying? We We never lost anything that Dangerous Crew produced. Be it through me and Banks of Pee Wee, you know what I'm saying? Everything did good. We never had a flop ever to this day. And uh, uh, um, I, uh, uh, I, uh, um, 
You know, I just want to say that I, you know, I, I stuck around as long as I could. I say, you know, I was trying to get a hundred thousand. I asked short, you know, let me get a hundred thousand. I get, you know, I do ten songs. It ain't but ten thousand dollars a song. Come on, man. Everything. I'm just coming off uh, uh, getting it and everything else. You know what I'm saying? You know, everything I'm doing is going through the roof. Everything we doing is going through the roof. So I mean, you know, I'm just like, you know, I can't. Eat. You you don't even want to see me with a hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? So she'll say, okay. I say, so every time Short would give me the contract, it would have the word exclusive in it. I say, Short, I can't sign that, dog. Now I'm staying up in Santa Anita in a nice-ass crib. I done got from Short. I got a brand-new Rolls Royce. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I always had some paper. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, probably, you know, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Short telling me he's going to uh, get back to me. Cause I think Eric Sherman had hooked Short up with a lawyer. I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, I, I I can't remember his name, but, uh, and, you know, sure guy with this lawyer, so they kept sending me this old bogus-ass contract. I'm like, man, I'm not signing this. You know, I'm a, uh, exclusive. I'm like, man, what you mean? I'm supposed to sign with you for 100000 I'm already everything, you know, come on, dog. Even if you ain't respecting who I am, don't don't act like I don't forgot because I have it. I know who I am, and I know what I'm doing over here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to eat, sure. Can't eat. I got to keep it moving. So, you know, so short would give me the contract back two about two or three times. Every time I look, read it, it still got the word exclusive in it. I like, man, what's going on? Just take the word out the contract, break me off, let me go to work. I already, I already got the song damn near done. So you know, I know what short wants, so I already got it. So you know what I'm saying? But I couldn't eat with short, man. I'm like, oh man, I ain't no, you know, ain't no sense fucking with you. But the one thing I know, life ain't too short to shorty be, because you know, I had a gold record. Uh, for producing and doing what I do before I even met you. You know what I'm saying? Fucking with Shock, because Shock knew what it was. But you know what I'm saying? Sh- sure, when I like, you know, that he's not respecting the chemistry that the four of us have. You know what I'm saying? So I say, uh, uh, I say, well, you know what I'm saying? I, can't, I ain't going to be able to do this, short. So, you know, I, I kept it moving. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I started, you know, making records with everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And, those shorts still eating off me, everything I do, you know, I, I signed this old bogus-ass contract, but I swallowed that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't hold no grudges because I did that. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, but I knew I was talented enough to, you know, still do my thing and be all right in, in spite of this bogus-ass contract. You know what I'm saying? So I say, okay, short ain't looking out for my best interest, and I can't eat with this nigga. This nigga is so stingy and selfish. That you know, so how can you not give me a hundred thousand and rush it to me, man? What we doing, man? We doing it. So all you have to do is just keep everybody inspired. So you know, now, now, I uh, uh, when when I saw that, you know, what I'm saying, okay, that was my, that was it, that was the end of the day. Not me knowing that that's gonna be the end of the dangerous crew. Why is that the end of the dangerous crew, or was I the dangerous crew? I don't know. I'll let y'all figure that out. But, you know what I'm saying, to me, one monkey don't stop no show. But since I left, I say since I left, I'm going to let everybody else spill that, spill that line in. But you know what I'm saying? So it ain't like I left. And I tell short all the time, short, if you ever need me, I'm there for you. It just got to be in my best interest. And that's something short never had. He never had my best interest at heart. So I ain't mad at the homie. I'm talented enough to do my thing and eat. You know what I'm saying? What I've done for him, I done done for a whole lot of niggas. 
You know what I'm saying? And that, that, that you know, then took a mate, you know, platinum. Don't get me wrong. It is what it is. I mean, you ain't got to like what I'm saying, but go back and read the track record and double check what is what I'm saying is true. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you ain't got to like it, but your boy a factor in this shit. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's like, I mean, you got to uh, have love, your history told, you know? Yeah, and I see, you know, I say, okay, I love Short. This is my little dude, but Short ain't loving me, he and he ain't loving none of You know, ain't nobody eating. Like, you listen to all the, listen to all the words and getting it. Man, getting it was a whole lie. Yeah, I was listening to getting it the other day. I'm like, man, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? And try to feed my folks and all that. Old, man, come on, Short. You ain't never fed nobody, dog. You know what I'm saying? And then he got to work for his, and that's it. That's all. You ain't never looked out for nobody. You don't show no love. You're too stingy. You're too selfish for that. You know what I'm saying? And I accepted that. So I didn't I didn't hold that against you. I just say I got to keep it moving because the homie, he too selfish. And he really don't want nobody to eat. Just now hold it. That's what I just said. Now, not what seven, eight months ago. Uh, a really close relative of short called me. I ain't going to say my homeboy's name. A really close relative of short called me on the phone. The phone call goes like this. Hey man, I just got the phone with Short man, and uh, he say uh, he want to fly uh, Eubanks and Pee Wee out here to L.A. for a week, and uh, let y'all record in the studio. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, he gonna pay, you know, gonna, you know, make sure y'all eat. You gonna pay, you know, like I say, okay. So I'm listening to this dude, right? This is my dude. I love this dude. But I'm listening to his words that coming out of his mouth, and I'm saying, okay. I say, I say, all right. I said, let me get this right, homie. I said, Short want us to fly down to Vegas. Go in the studio, record whatever we want to record, as much as we record for a week, then we just go back home. Now, again, short never mentions no money. You know what I'm saying? This kind of this type of dude that and people think I'm tripping. But this Nick, you know, this is my boy, but he be on some bullshit, dog. So I say, let me get this right. Short want us to record and come down and record. So what are we supposed to do after that, homie? Just go home or something? Uh, 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 you know, he just, you know, we see what he can do with it. I'm like, man, check this out, man. Just for the sake of not arguing with you, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Pee Wee and Banks will do whatever they want to do. Me, I ain't with it, homie. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, 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 man. Uh, 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 you tripping. I'm not tripping. This, this, this deal that you just presented to me just ain't in my best interest. And I just don't have time for something that ain't even in my best interest. So, I mean, oh man, you know, uh, 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 you know, short don't need y'all niggas. I said, nigga, don't none of us need short. Seems like all three of us are living pretty damn good. Uh, ain't nobody called short. I ain't never called short and asked short for a dollar in my life. So you know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? And like you know where I know, where you really getting the twist is that you you know this what fucks me up, Scott. That these guys don't realize like <clears throat> you doing shows every night. You eating off my talent and everybody else's, but we don't get a dime of that money. But you act like we owe you. Man, these artists got it fucked up, dog. And the laws about this shit is fucked up to have these artists having it fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, sure, make money off me every week of his life. You know what I'm saying? Not only royalty checks, but he's doing shows. And I'm hearing all the shows, all the songs we and me have done. We don't get a dime for that. I talked to Ann Banks about that. He told me the same thing. He said, sure, don't realize, man, y'all don't eat off that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, you know. No, but, but, then he, but then he won't act funny style like like we owe 
We owe you. Like I owe you or something. You know what I'm saying? You eat off me every day. You make about thirty thousand dollars off me every week. I don't get a dime of that money. And no other or no other producer does either unless he got a different deal with the artist. But I we you know what I'm saying? You know, Pee Wee and Ed Banks, they don't they don't you know, they don't eat off that shit. Sure doing shows every night with our music. We don't get a dime off of it. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, people ask me, what happened to the Dangerous Crew? I say, sure what happened to the Dangerous Crew? Because you can't eat. Ain't no Dangerous Crew. You know what I'm saying? You can't eat with sure. He don't see it. He's something about this shit that he don't get. And I accept that. I'm going to keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Because if I don't, this shit will fuck with your faith, man. And that's why I never really be in too many videos or magazines because fame is something I never wanted. And after witnessing what it does to these niggas that got it, these old unfake ass niggas that living in you ask them a homie say, I'm living this fabulous life, but that don't give you an excuse not to, you know, keep it one hundred. But if you was never one hundred from the beginning, how can I a nigga like me expect you to be one hundred in the end? So I just had to check myself and keep it moving. Because nigga, you ain't never been one hundred. You ain't looked out for me or nobody else. You know what I'm saying? And nobody asked you to. But man, is there a but, but there's there is a thing about loyalty, love, honor, and respect. You have none of those, and I had to accept that. I ain't mad at you. I accept that, and I keep it moving. So I just want the world to know that Shorty B ain't mad, ain't no hater, and Shorty B gonna do Shorty B. I fuck with Short when Short fuck with me. I can't eat with Short. You know what I'm saying? And none of us have me and Banks. Whether we doing what we doing, living off our abilities as men to do better in life. That's what we living on. You know what I'm saying? Sure don't do nothing for us. You know what I'm saying? And sure eat off us every week. But people don't understand that shit. I ain't mad at it. I accept that. But don't, you know, don't go on Vlad, nigga, and have my name all in your mouth, nigga. I ain't thinking about you. I ain't saying a word about sure. Because I give a fuck about sure or anybody else that ain't fucking with me. I ain't fucking with you. But I ain't got to be mad at you because I don't fuck with you. I fuck with who fuck with me. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, man. Don't you know? Don't go on Vlad, you know, and then, and then try to uh, drag my name through the mud, nigga. My name good. Uh, I, I'm heavy in these streets, man. My name good in these streets and behind that wall, and most most penitentiaries. You know what I'm saying? And just 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 to give y'all a taste of realness. See, I didn't want to do this, but see, you know what I'm saying? Since the homie want to go out there, you know what I'm saying, to have my name in his mouth. I ain't saying nothing about you, man. I'm not giving a damn about how you living. Enjoy your life. But, man, let me tell you something. One morning, 2, two o'clock in the morning, I'm living in L.A., my phone rang. A crip dude called my phone, you know what I'm saying, very well known in L.A. for jacking and, and, and doing this thing. You know what I'm saying? So the phone call go like this. I say, hello. And I, he say, Shorty B. I look at the homie. I say, what up, cuz? He said, man, I got this nigga, cuz. I'm like, you got who? He said, I got this nigga, cuz. And so all of a sudden, he put short nut. She put short on the phone. Short say, shorty B, like he about to start crying. I say, short, put the homie back on the phone. I say, man, what you doing, cuz? He say, man, I got this nigga, cuz. Uh, uh, this nigga got a Rolex on and everything, man. Let me get the Rolex or something. I said, check this out, man. That's your business. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that, you know what I'm saying, I say, uh, I ain't mad at short like that. So, you know what I'm saying? But. That would have been between y'all, you know what I'm saying? Because that had nothing to do with me. But you called me in the middle of the play. I say, 
and you know, and y'all handling whatever your business y'all got between y'all. That's between y'all. But you call me in the middle of y'all business, and you you uh, uh say you talking about you know jacking the nigga. I say if you do that, homie, I say you won't be all sure won't be out of there five minutes. You be on the phone calling West, calling Oakland, talking about shorty be done put the crips on me out here in L.A. Then took all my shit. And I ain't had nothing to do with that shit. But I saved your ass, nigga. I say, nah, homie, let that nigga go, man. I ain't mad at that nigga like that. You know what I'm saying? I say, man, you can't do that, man. I got kids in Oakland. That nigga soft. That nigga gonna go and talk about I done put the cribs on him and I ain't had nothing to do with this shit. Homie, I say, you can't do that. And the homie let short go. Right there from the House of Blues, nigga, in the back of the House of Blues with a gun in short belly with me on the phone. I had nothing to do with it. I could have been a scandalous-ass nigga and say, man, fuck that nigga. Do what you do. But I'm not like that. If I loved you, I love you, nigga. I'm not going to let nobody do nothing to you. If I got to be with you, nigga, I, I handle it myself. But I don't have no beef with Short. I don't give a fuck about Short. Short ain't giving a fuck about Shorty B, and I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? So there it is. I just want to put that shit on the front line. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? But did you call Did you call Oakland and tell him, Shorty B, this put, got the Crips off your punk ass? No, you didn't do that. But you want to go on Vlad, nigga, and have my name in your mouth. Man, come on, dog. I ain't mad at you, man. I got love for you, your brother, and your mother. You know what I'm saying? Always have. Keep my name out your mouth. One more, nigga. You was at Snoop House talking bad about me. I ain't going to say who came to my house and told me, but... It seemed like he had more loyalty to me than he had to you because he didn't want to come to my house and say, man, short old ass. Over at the house, uh, talking bad about you. I'm saying, what? I said, man, I'm blowing short up, waiting for him to give me my contract. Short, sure, somebody, you ain't got some money and bought a Rolls Royce. You ain't fucking with him. I said, man, that's bullshit. I'm sitting here waiting on short right now. All he got to do is give me the contract with the word, non exclusive, and we got a deal. He can't, and he hasn't done that. He keep telling me he's going to do that, but he don't. Telling me over Snoop House. Talking bad like I like I'm high siding on the nigga. I say yeah. I ain't gonna tell you. you. Told me that you figured out. I ain't gonna put the homie in front street, but the big homie came to my house and told me this shit. I say man, where? I say yeah, yesterday. He said yeah, man. I've been, I've been blowing short up for two weeks, man. Showing that answer my page or nothing, man. I'm waiting on this contract and everything. See, this the type of dude, you know what I'm saying? That y'all don't know. You know what I'm saying? And I keep it to myself because I know the homie ain't built like me. I know his daddy ain't built like my daddy. So I don't hold it against him. I know the nigga saw. I know the nigga been wanting to be Hollywood all his life. So he got his chance. So I let him do his thing. Just let me do mine. You know what I'm saying? But miss me with that bullshit, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going Vlad, man, talking bad about me, nigga. I did everything in the world for you, nigga. I put you on the pedestal you on now. But you would never say that. You know what I'm saying? And you can't say you put me on one, nigga, because I had a gold record for producing, rapping, and and uh, 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 before I even ever met your ass with Digital Underground, because you can't say that, you know what I'm saying, you was a birth of Shorty B, because Shock G got that title, nigga. So miss me with that. I love you, Short. Miss me with that bullshit, nigga. What you really need to do, homie, is get about 300000 Give me Pee Wee and Banks 100000 Let us go in the studio for about six months. We'll bang out about four albums real quick. You know what I'm saying? You'll make about twenty out, twenty million off each album, and uh, just make sure we're right. We're not signed to you no more, man. So you got to come right. You know what I'm saying? And see, the only thing with me with short is that short don't think money. He never mentions money. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's so selfish. Like you, you can't get rich, and you just barely can eat fucking with you. But I'm gonna tell you like this: Let me bank 
and uh, Pee Wee going to the studio for about six months. We ain't got to worry about our bills. We can take pay everything at home. We ain't got to worry about nothing but creating this great-ass music. Come back to your senses, nigga, because it seems like once you got your teeth fixed, nigga, you lost your motherfucking mind because I ain't seen you since, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Just keeping it 100. You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as you've been able to uh, talk to these bitches, that's all you do. I mean, we had a conversation. I told you to your face. I said, sure, if you spend about one-third of the time and with a briefcase, in the office with these white folks, because we're talking about some real money. I said, man, we all be millionaires. But you rather chase hoes, and that's what she'll do. And he sure got mad in the motherfucker because I called him out. But I'm like, man, come on, man. We just got off the train. You know, Barry White told us to meet him at the office. He can get us $20 million. Nigga, I'm paid you in the morning. Like, thinking we going to Barry White's office. I mean, uh, uh, Barry Hankerson offices, office, and uh, 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 you don't even answer the phone. You called me 730 in the evening with two bitches in your bed and ain't even thought about Bird Hankerson. I'm like, okay, my homie, you know, he got a little paper, I guess. You know, he happy with that little $1 million he got. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he just showed me that, you know, I can't make him go get no money, but he showed me that he wasn't about it. So I had to, you know, I had to keep him moving. Love you sure always will, nigga, but don't talk bad about me because I ain't going to ever talk bad about you. But the truth will be told fucking with me, nigga. Now, get it right. Yeah. Get that 300. Let me and Pee Wee and Banks do our thing. We're going to take this music game back, and you're going to be proud of us, nigga. Just come back to being a real nigga. Nigga, you got your teeth fixed, and all you do is trick with these hoes. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I love you, Snoop. I love you. You my nigga. I love all you niggas. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no animosity. You know what I'm saying? But I'm heavy in these streets, man. Leave me the fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't going to tell you but one time. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't fucking with you. Keep my name out your mouth. You ain't got nothing good to say about me, homie, because I'm not talking bad about you. I love your family with all my heart, nigga. Real talk. I respect your niggas and, and they gangsterism, but nigga, please believe each other will respect mine. Well, you, you, you know, too, the, the fans, uh, Shorty B, um, they want that Pee Wee and Bang Shorty B sound with too short more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Those of us that grew up on that music, um, listened to it in high school, smoked to it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, for years. We want that. And it would only be right, man, break each one of you guys off what you what you deserve. You know what I'm saying? That's for what your, I'm saying, but see, you don't think like that. That's so easy to do, man. Break us off, you know, and let us go to work, man. But he's so selfish and stingy, you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, come on, how can you not see this? You don't believe in us? We all got a name. Pee Wee got a name. I got a name. Everybody's got a name. We a beast when we work together. We've proven that. And you the only thing that's keeping us from really doing our thing. With the name that we did it under, that they want to hear it under. But the homie don't see it. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what it is with a, a, a short, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't done nothing to the homie but just did my thing. You know what I'm saying? And wouldn't sign that funk ass that contract. I already signed this first one was the ugliest contract in rap history. Brett Lewis told me that. Dad hooked me up with his lawyer. He looked like, man, this contract is crazy. I'm like, yeah, I signed it. But see, I signed it because I already had. He offered me eighty thousand. When I signed it, I already had eighty thousand. You know what I'm saying? Cause, you know, short already told you I'm doing my thing in the hood. So you know, I, you know, we all eating at the time, but. It's like, man, this, we could have done so much better. The only thing is holding it up was short, man, with just his selfishness and stinginess and the way he thinks, man. I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? 
We could be, man, we, man, this is nothing. People calling me from all over the world asking me, when the Dangerous Crew going to put another album out? When y'all going to get back together? I, don't know. I said, man, don't ask me nothing. Because I said, he's short up, ask him. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't tell you, I can't answer none of them questions. I'm just doing me well, right look, now, dog. Look at the, um, I mean, you, you, you look at it. Shorty the Pimp, getting where you fit in, uh, cocktails, getting it. Those four right there were, uh, those were the Shorty dopest fucking records. Thank you. Um, you know what I'm saying? All four of those records. Those are, I mean, you know, those are the ones I, I've always had in my collection. Don't get me wrong. I had, um, you know what I'm saying, Short Dogs in the House, uh, to, you know, you know, Born to Mac, all that, too. Don't don't get me wrong. But those four, to me, those were the dopest. Um, Shorty B, uh, I want to thank you so much for calling. Before uh, I let you go, though, I know the homie Sin uh, in France got uh Sin, you there, brother? He's got a question yes, for yes, you, sir. too. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I, 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 I thought I heard somebody at the beginning of this, but I never heard you again. My bad. <laughs> how should it be, yes. Um, how it was to to work with uh, Michael Hampton and A.D. Hazel of Funkadelic? I know A.D. Hazel, you was very close to him because you was uh, playing music, but also you fishing with him. At, very close <laughs> at time. Man, yeah, I, I will. Let me let me give you Michael Hampton first. I met Michael Hampton in 1975. I was at the Capitol Center in Washington D.C. My homeboy Vincent Coleman was working at the Capitol Center. Said, "Man, Funkadelic's at the Capitol Center tonight. If you want to go to the show, you just got to go to work with me and hang out all day, and we can stay till to the show." And I did that. So, make a long story short, sound check call. I'm looking. Funkadelic's coming down the walkway in the back of the Capitol Center. I'm sitting on the anvil case. Michael Hampton walks in front of me. He got a uh, a Stratocaster, but it got a left-handed neck on it. That was the first time I had ever seen that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Mike Hampton is about a year and a half older than me. So I'm about 15. Mike is about, about almost 17, I guess. And uh, uh, so he, I, said, I said, excuse me, man. I said, is that a left-handed neck on that guitar? Mike said, yeah, yeah. He said, you want, you want to touch it? So he handed me the guitar. And I played the guitar. I'm still sitting on the anvil case. I'm 15 years old. I'm still playing, playing Michael Hampton guitar, and I gave it back to him, man. And we talked for a minute, and he gave me his number. And uh, I, and not long after that, I ended up moving to California, and I called Michael Hampton. He was staying in Long Beach, and I went up to Long Beach and stayed with him for a few weeks. He was uh he was staying with he had a girl out there. I don't, I can't I remember. I think her name was Teresa or something. So we stayed with him and his girl at at her crib for about a week or two. And uh, he was playing with, uh, what's the name of that group uh, from Long Beach? Uh, God, I want to remember that name. But I used to go to rehearsals with him and watch him practice with them. And all of a sudden, you know, me and Mike just came to stay tight, always calling each other years. He's been my friend for about 45, 50 years now. Yeah, 45 years. It's been 45 years. So I met Eddie Hayes. I met Eddie Hazel through Michael Hampton. Me and Eddie Hazel got so tight because, you know, he, Eddie used to like the way I played. You know, of course, I was, you know, I was all, always in awe of Eddie. I always loved his, his tone and his chops. And we just sit down and jam, and we smoke a little weed. And, and then the, 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 the word fishing came up. That was it. That solidified <laughs> us for life. <laughs> and we used to fish all the time, go home and play guitars and smoke a little weed. 
go fishing again. Yeah, Eddie loved the fish, man. Very yeah. good guy, and man. Came to about DC. You was, was with him in DC, and you was part. Yeah. A lot of people don't know, but you, you was part of the Go Go DC send music with uh, the group Out Cold Sweat and a uh, Heavy Collection back in the day. Right, right, man. You, you, man, you, you done, done your homework. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I started a heavy connection with uh, uh, that was I must have been about man thirteen. Me and a guy, the drummer from EU, Juju. That was me and his first. We the first band I was in. Me and Juju had a band called Heavy Connection, and uh, we lasted about a year or two. And uh, uh, um, then Go Go at took a life of his own. I remember uh, in Palmer Park, which I lived in Palmer Park, the Soul Searchers, like Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers, where the band, the Soul Searchers, they used to practice in my neighborhood in Palmer Park. And we used to sit on the front lawn and listen to them rehearse uh, Bustin' Loose. They was making it, you know what I'm saying, in their house. And I remember, you know, sitting on the front uh, yard listening to uh, Soul Searchers practicing Bustin' Loose long before the record came out. And uh, uh, and uh, Chuck Brown, and uh, 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 so uh, the the uh, the drummer of the, uh, the Soul Searchers, which was a Wellman, I can't remember uh, that the the Wellmans, uh, and I'm real cool with all his nephews and nieces to this day. But uh, uh, you know, Wellmans they always had that 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 strong foot, and if you know anything about the Wellman family, all of them were drummers from Kigo Ghost. Bootleg, uh, uh, um, uh, Dwayne, uh, uh, Ricky from Sugarfoot, and Sugarfoot used to play with a Miles Davis that played with EU, and uh, uh, I, you know, so Gogo took a you know a life in my neighborhood, which was uh, we had a, one of the main Gogo clubs, which was the Club LeBaron, and so I just started getting close, and then the guitar player for EU was really one of my real homeboys named Tino. We just buried him last year, year before last. And uh, I become, uh, you know, I just started getting close, started meeting all the musicians, and all these bands started, you know, accumulating in, you know, around D.C., the DMV area. The go-go music started really taking life back in the 70s. And, uh, you know, that, that was my early musician days. That's really how I cut my teeth. That's really how I became a musician by, uh, uh, uh uh, my first guitar was actually a broom. <laughs> I had to stand in the mirror and do all do do all the moves like a guitar player. I knew I wanted to play the guitar from seven years old. I, I knew I wanted to play guitar, yeah. but that's how I ended you up in Go Go because it was it was birth in my neighborhood. And I was just a part of that. You got well sons also on this local scene all this time. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. You, you you work at also with Wicko Raid of organizing noise by the day. Yeah, man, that, that, that's my boy, man, Rico. Man, we, I was over there for ten years, and uh, it kind of break my heart because I know that uh, 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 Rico they be doing uh, 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 documentaries, and the homie don't even mention my name, and I was over there ten years. You know, so I was there oh. when you got put out. I, I climbed in your house and let you back in when no when everybody around your house. We got Dungeon family on their arm. Was nowhere to be found. Wasn't nobody there but Big Rule and Mac Moan. You know what I'm saying? Where was, you know, all these niggas that with Dungeon family on their arm. You know what I'm saying? It was Shorty B. And I ain't got no Dungeon family arm. 
And I was more Dungeon Family than a lot of niggas that claim they Dungeon Family because they wasn't there for Reek when, when Reek fell. I was. You know what I'm saying? So that's my dog, man. You know what I'm saying? I love Reek to death. Man, we had a ball, man. We did all kind of stuff, man. We didn't record it. Yeah, I mean, we we recorded everybody. We done had In Vogue and Bubba Sparks and Snoop and everybody at the dungeon. I done done so many records. With, uh, uh, we did uh, me and Rico Wade. We did uh, I Can't Wait, Barbershop 2. Uh, we did a lot of records there, Rico Wade. Yeah. Uh, we did uh, but Blueberry Yum Yum with Ludacris. Uh, a lot of records, man. A lot of records. Did, did, uh, like, I, I got some songs right now. I got about five songs that I've done with Future in my house that nobody ever heard. And me and Rico did two albums on Future. He was with a group that they, they, we was putting together called The Connect. I don't know if y'all heard of that. And uh, I, I, Rico was trying to get a deal for The Connect. We had recorded two albums on him. And Rico took a trip out to uh, uh, L.A. to see Jimmy Iovine. I guess Jimmy Iovine wasn't with it. So uh, when Rick came back from LA, that basically was the end of those, that 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 inspiration for the Connect album. But we got some great songs on Future that nobody ever heard. Yeah, you, you can press Evans a down of gimbal funk like a Mike Dean do back the day. Get up, play. Yeah, yeah. yeah you how much so history? How much history? Go ahead, How much history? To watch and produce uh, Jarvis as a funky for for Shock G and uh, production and uh, I didn't how it was to work again. I didn't hear the first part of your question. Say it one more uh, time. Say it from the beginning. To, I didn't hear the first. To, how it was to watch and produce uh, Jarvis as a funky for Shock G. By the day. Uh, 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 it was fun, man. It was you know it was all in the name of the funk. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, we are, we're both from the school of George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic, Eddie Hazel, Michael Hampton, you know, the, the whole crew. And it was just good, man, to be doing something that we were, you know, we were, we uh, all wanted to show homage to. And that was just the right song. And I hate to say it, like, uh, Tales of the Funky sort of like went over the head, but I think, you know, I don't want to say like the the the, the my, in the demise of my uncle, my uncle George. I think they'll get it. You know what I'm saying? They'll actually play the song and pay attention to the words of that song because it's really, really. I think that song is real iconic. I don't think a song like that has ever been done. I've never heard of one because all the lyrics are song titles and sub band members. The whole song, and I wrote it. And uh, and first, you know, shock. First time he heard it, it blew his mind. And he had to have that song on the record. That's actually why I winded up on the record. But we had so much fun, man. Because, we, you know, we're musicians first, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mentioned in Mike Dean uh, and the guitar players, really. <laughs> you know. You know, uh, so you made me think, you know, that that's one thing, uh, Scott, that, that – that, I say when me and Short first got together, it was in the name of uh, actually the funk because me and Short, Short, you come by my house, pick me up in his bins. We would ride around playing George Clinton and Funkadelic Parliament all day long. Roger, you know, we would listen, you know, we would listen to music all day. You know what I'm saying? I, I used to love that about me and Short relationship. But, you know, like I said, you know, once the homie, you know, got a T-fix, 
he kind of like went into something else, you know what I'm saying? But I remember, man, man, sure used to ride around, had the top knot beats in our cars, and listen to all this funk, and just come with tons of ideals and ideals, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, it's like uh, uh, because one thing sure is sure has a very very good ear. I love his ear, man. I will say that about the homie. And I miss it, you know what I'm saying, because the chemistry that me and Short had was, like, uh, really kind of unfuckwittable. And I hate that something got in the way of that because uh, we were a hell of a team. But I guess Short, you can't be it. There's no team, you know, when we're Short. It's, you know, it's Short and you. But we used to ride around, man, listening to all these songs and get so many ideas and I mean, you know what I'm saying? We, we used to uh, 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 run stuff by each other every day about music, you know, because it was about music. It wasn't about, you know, uh, uh, you know, the Hollywood side of it. And I've never been Hollywood. So it's kind of hard to me, to me, for me to, to relate to Hollywood dudes, you know what I'm saying? But I respect it because, you know what I'm saying, I, I know niggas just ain't built like me. And, I, you know, I ain't holding that against you, and I'm better than nobody. But I am what I am, and my father was what he was. You know what I'm saying? And it just is what it is. But, you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, I miss those days, man. And see, me and Shock, we never lost that. Ever you got me and Shock around and there's some instruments around, man, it's going down right then and there every time. <laughs> and it used to like, yeah, it's like that was Short. And Short didn't play anything, but he had ideas. He had a great imagination, and he has a, he has a great ear. Yeah, right. Because Short is a pimp, it was about Don Chigar and the Locks, a famous band, crazy in the in the seventies. They were very genius. Did you meet them yeah, maybe man. at that time? Huh? Yeah. Don Julian and the Locks was a famous, famous band too in the seventies. Who did Short as a pimp? <laughs> right, yeah, man. Yeah. Well. Uh, absolutely, man. You- I'll tell you what, your your history in the game spans decades, man. And, uh, you know, uh, you're truly one of the greats. You've got plaques, you know, from uh, different eras. I mean, you're still doing your thing now. Uh, uh, what, what's in the future for Shorty B? You got any projects you're working on? It's like, man, uh, it's like, man, you know, uh, Scott, man, it's like, it's like I have so much music. I got hard jobs for me. All I do is make music, but I'm so anti-social right now because, you know what I'm saying, it's like uh, I, my circle's small, man. I pick my friends very carefully, and all my friends are OGs, you know, no nonsense. And so, you know, it's like, but the guys I make music with might be a little younger. But it's like, uh, it's like I'm sitting on so much music, man, you know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, uh, I just wish I could just put enough finances together to actually uh, promote and put this stuff out like I need it to be. Because I know people ask me for music all the time, but I done fell so out of love with the game, but not out of love with music. So I'm always making music, but I'm I'm never really thinking about the game because, you know what I'm saying, Scott, man, this, this being a real dude and, you know, you dealing with, you know, cats like I had to deal with, it kind of messed with your faith, man, you know what I'm saying? So to keep yourself in a safe area, you had to you had to choose your faith over these dudes because some of these dudes will make you really, you know what I'm saying? They make you think about putting them down. You know what I'm saying? I, I you know, 
Don't get me wrong, dog. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I've had some bad thoughts in this game since I've been in it about, you know, getting that guy. You know what I'm saying? But I know, you know, I'm a God-fearing man, and I can't let them have that kind of power over my life and, you know, my actions. So, you know, I kind of, like, backed up off the game, man. I, I, I'm, like, I, I'm not in love with it. You know what I'm saying? The game can't do nothing but pay me because, I, you know, I got what you want. I got I, I got tons of heat. I make it every day. It's not a problem. And what I really need, man, I never had a manager. Was, you know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, I, I got too big to really handle myself, but I couldn't trust nobody else because I had two different lives. And to bring you into one, well, that well, I would have to expose you to the other one at that time. You feel what I'm saying, Scott? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was kind of, it was kind of hard for me, but I, really, I needed a yeah, I really needed a good manager. But you know, I'm so private, you know, and so you know, so is my squad. And you know, what I'm saying it's like, but right now, you know, it's like, uh, and I never wanted to be famous, so I never really seek interviews or magazines and I you know, I gotta be you know, I've been invited to all kind of videos and video shoots. I just never chose the route because I saw what the fame was doing to guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Even like with short man, I saw like it just, you know, you know, it, it, it like to me like it destroyed the the short that I knew. And you know, but he didn't mind. And he didn't see he didn't see the change. You know, but they never do. Man, I didn't want that, man. I didn't want that. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, if just having a bunch of money uh, uh, makes you uh, 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 have to accept all of that with it, I didn't want that, uh, Scott. Because, you know, I cherish guys like, you know, like I'm talking to now, real dudes. You know well, what I'm well, saying? I That's more important, you. man, than money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got I mean, I live. I got anything I want. I'm riding good. I'm smoking good. I'm living good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 I'm healthy. You know, so yeah. I, you know, so that, that's what it is. That's what man. it's all you know, about. So I just didn't want, uh, yeah, I didn't want what I see everybody else is getting from it. You know, what I'm saying like just for future. You know, we we you know man, we have fair, fair future man for years man. Yeah, I mean, kept, you know, kept him with work and everything. He done robbed my homeboy out his work and everything. You know what I'm saying? But then when he got paid, I'm talking to Rico Wade. That's his cousin. I say Rico. I say we call we call future me here. I said, man, man, me here, look out for you. Man, I hate to put my, I don't mean to do it like that, but, man, my homeboy told me, man, he said, yeah, man, he gave me $5,000 three different times. I'm like, man, are you fucking kidding me? $5,000? Yeah, he bought the kids some a couple times. I'm like, come on, man, we don't spend a lifetime helping this dude uh, 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 get up and, and come up. And then when he get up, he don't, you know, I'm like, man, y'all, y'all funny, man, they, when I see this kind of conduct, you know, out of like when I saw it out of future, and I like short and a few other guys, like I don't want that, man. You know what I'm saying? I really want to clean up my environment where I don't have to be around these kind of guys because they they detrimental to my future because there's a different shorty being here, and I really want to leave him where he at. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I ain't trying to go nowhere. I enjoy life and freedom and all that, but these guys, man, they touch your face and your gangster. And I I can't let that happen. So I just keep it moving, man, and leave these guys alone. If they ever want to come real, like I say, sure, man. Just put some money up, man. Let, you know, let us go in the studio. We want to work with you, man. The, the, the people want to hear from us again, man. We can even do a tribute, you know, for shop. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, but you know, it's gonna take some paper, man. You know, it, it, enough of the bullshit. We ain't, you know, we ain't act like kids no more. Break niggas off. Just let it go in the studio. Get out the way. We'll get the tracks. Once you want to work or rap on or whatever, you know what I'm saying? We get in there, you know, we tell you what rappers are fat and what's rap is, what's rap is whack. Cause ain't nobody telling you that a lot of that, that shit you putting out is garbage. And I can't believe you're happy with it, but you're getting paid from garbage, so it works for you. And I ain't mad at you. But let's go back to making hit records, man, because it don't seem like you made one since I left. And I ain't just saying that, you know what I mean, but for real, homie, you ain't made nothing that I want to buy from you since I left. I ain't bought a two-show record since I left. That's sad, because, you know, I was a two-show fan, too. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, uh yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? Just, that's just good, get, man. I mean, get it right, homie. I bought a few records over the years, but nothing like those four I mentioned earlier, man. Those were four back-to-back-to-back. Right. To back to back. I mean, even that, he that, said that. that. Was a I'm like, so did you realize <laughs> that? It was so hard to you know? do the right thing. Just break us off and get out the way. Yeah, fans want to see it, man. Fans want to see it. I mean, it's, um, I mean, when you got a four, I never understood that. I mean, it happened with the 85 Bears. They win the Super Bowl, and then they want to dismantle the team. You know, when you got a formula that works, right, same thing right, with the Bulls. Right, that's crazy. Uh, keep it going, you know, as long as long as you can until it uh, d- 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 doesn't work anymore. But as long as it's working, what why it is, not I think that that's success? You know what I think? You making me think that I think that uh, uh, short is like like he's, there's no loyalty there. It's like you know he, he all he care about is his pocket. Long as he eating, then you know. And and I don't know guys. I don't associate with guys like that, man. That's that's selfish and self centered like that, man. You know what I'm saying? If I eat, all my 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 whole crew eat. When I eat, my whole crew eat. When I smoke, my whole crew smoke. You know what I'm saying? It's that's, like it's, uh, it's, I, I don't. That's only right. I don't right, know his mentality, no, man. Only I just right. can't fathom it. I, you know, that's all. Well, hey, um, yeah, but I, I want to thank you again for, for coming on the show and um, speaking and I about thank you shock, too, man, for you know what I'm saying, because um, I, I knew you uh, uh, had worked with him for quite some time and knew him for many, many years, you know. Um, <clears throat> but before we do get out of here, um, you know, if you have any more words you want to say about Shock or anything, man, I'm going to give you the floor, brother. Yeah. Shock, man, we love you. We miss you, man. I'm sorry we didn't get a chance. To, I didn't really get a chance to even sit, sit with you, man. Maybe, you know what I'm saying, we could have talked about some things. But uh, uh, I still got Pee Wee, and, uh, you know, Pee Wee's as closest to you. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh he kind of likes me. Like, I still got a piece of you through Pee Wee. So, that's good. So, I, I'm, I'm going to cherish Pee Wee while he's here. You know what I'm saying? Because that's my loved one. And uh, RIP to you, homie. And uh, God bless, you know, your family. I hope everybody's strong and, in, in, you know, in spite of, you know, what everybody's going through with, you know, your death. I want to send an RIP to you, man, from me and Scott and the homie over in France. And, uh, God bless you, man. You'll never be forgotten. I, I'm not going to ever let him forget you because I'm not going to let him forget me. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Uh, thanks again, brother. And, uh, um, you know, tell Pee Wee if he wants to come on and, and uh, um, you know, remember Shock, man. Just give him my info, Right, brother. right. Sure will. I talk to Pee Wee tonight. I sure will. No doubt. Hey, you and yours be safe, man. Take care. Thanks, man. God bless both of y'all. And, uh, like, once again, thanks a lot, man.